Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 80, recorded live on Monday, October 27th, 2008. And here are your hosts, the man who is currently not watching The Big Bang Theory, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the other man who is currently not watching The Big Bang Theory, Andy Lowe. Hi. You just had to pick 8 o'clock on a Monday night. Hey, technically I picked 7.30. That is true. Just took us so a you could have caught the second half. You have a TiVo anyways. Yeah, but it, yeah, that is true. And I can see the red light on from here. So so it's recording. I'm gravy. I'm good. Ah, the joys of TiVo. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how I would be living without a TiVo now. Um, you do a lot of time online, Hulu and such. That probably would make sense. Yeah, the, granted, some of the stuff that we don't get, I still download right. online. Like, I'm watching the... Um, Australian version of Top Gear. Ooh. And the uh, British version is going to start, what, oh, next week. Ooh. Ooh. That should be fun. And anything else I miss, like, uh, well, we've got the old TiVo, so it can only record one channel at a time, especially mm. since we've got it hooked up to through satellite. Oh. Yeah. But, Ouch. Well, hey, we're in an apartment building. We really don't have that many choices. Right. Granted, we're supposed to have more because... FCC signed the rules saying that we're allowed to not be limited by what the apartment complex wants, but I looked and it's basically, I'm sorry, we don't have any service in your area yet. Great. <laughs> so it's, sorry. It's, it's the illusion of choice, I guess. Right. <laughs> it's like, sure, you, you have a choice. You have a choice if people provide service to your area. Yeah. So, no, no, not much choice. No, 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 no. I don't say, I really, I was always fearful of satellite because everybody says, oh, you have horrible weather and you're going to lose signal or anything else like that. And I don't, I think we've lost signal once. That's not bad. No, not bad at all. I think it was just a really horrible rainy day, but well, we'll see how it is with all the snow and stuff. The snow this winter. Yeah. Especially since I'm going to start feeling the full effect of lake effect snow. (laughs) Yes, you're going to get lots of snow. Well, not lots of snow. I've actually seen what lots of snow actually is with a house on the lake shore. Right. That was a lot of snow. But we'll, we'll, get, we'll get something. So did, did you enjoy watching your, the football games on Saturday, Andy? I, I enjoyed watching the first half and then the first three quarters of the other game. Of Ball State versus Eastern? Well, the, the first half of Ball State and Eastern was close, a lot closer than the second half. Mm-hmm. First half was actually, and then basically their quarterback, who's been carrying them on their shoulders, finally got into his groove, and then just kicked went, yeah. Eastern's ass. Well, I was rather upset because I, when I had turned on the radio, it was very close. I know. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then I checked back later. I'm like, oh, that's not so cool. Well, basically, the the announcers, which I I love the the two guys who do Eastern's football games because I met them because they yeah. worked at the they radio station. They seem very laid back. They, they are. They're great guys. I loved hanging out with them at some of the uh, the fundraiser parties. Mm-hmm. So basically, it was all the Saturday people just got together at one table every once in a while. But they they know their stuff, too. So Right. But they, they were talking to the coach, and they were just doing their pregame. They're like, Eastern's going to have to score at least 35 points to either win or be close in this game. And they only scored. Yeah. So it's just like, they, they were right, though, because they, what was it, 38 to 10, something like that? Uh, I'm not sure offhand. But it was 30-something to some low number. Yeah. So if 35 they, points would have been pretty good. Yeah, it would have been a really close game. So they, they, they know what they're talking about, which is good. But I was thoroughly disappointed. Next week, though. Yeah? Eastern Who Western are you guys playing game. next week? 
Oh. Yes. Is it at Eastern or at Western? It's at Western, at Waldo Stadium. Waldo Stadium. Yes, Waldo Stadium. Are you Are you going to uh, yes. go? Yes, I am. Are you going to support Eastern? Maybe. Are you going to dress up as Waldo? Yes. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I demand pictures. Oh, there's going to be pictures. Okay. We've, we've already got the idea of me sitting basically in the middle of the, well, standing in the middle of the student section, because that's going to be the fullest part of the football stadium. Yeah. Get a picture from a ways away. Yeah. Well, we'll see how far the camera zoom can handle. <laughs> that should be definitely something to see. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that you're the you're you're not the first person who has demanded pictures, so um, I I don't want to disappoint. Okay. Well, we will get pictures. We'll do more than that. Is I, I want pictures, and I'm going to post them on the site if we can oh, squeeze them in. Probably put a link to something else somewhere else on yeah. the site because not everybody's got our large monitors. I'll find a way. Yeah. So that's been enough. What? How long is that? Yeah, we've been hitting our five, six-minute mark. Should For we... our, our intro banter? Yes, especially with the number of topics we've had here. Normally, I'm okay with about eight, and we've got six, nine, twelve. We've got a bunch. Yeah, some of them are pretty Folks, quick. Folks, we, we really have two weeks' worth of topics. That is true. But I don't. most of them have been stuff that's popped up Most of them, are, yeah, are recent. But, so there, I'd like to hit one specifically first. Okay. Uh, and that would be GOG. G-O-G. Good old games. I would say more in the long lines of great old games, but most of these actually... Grandiose old games? Gantuan? No, not Gargantuan. <laughs> they're actually, yes, because they're old. Because they're old. I was looking through this list and just going like, I remember playing that. I remember playing that. Holy shit, I've been looking that for ten years. <laughs> they have battle chess, Andy. Battle chess. I've never played battle chess. It's so fun. You take a piece and, like, the pieces come alive and walk across the board. And when you have a pawn take a queen, it's this little puny guy in front of a majestic queen. And he just, like, stabs her and she goes by. Oh, oh my gosh. It's, um, I played the Star Wars battle chess. Yeah, this is, like, I've been looking for this for years. Oh, my gosh. I loved the Star Wars battle chess because it was Star Wars. And so... You had Star Wars characters fighting each other. <laughs> it was so funny watching R2-D2 take down a uh, uh, AT-ST. Uh, ST. Was he the Rook? Yeah. <laughs> but R2-D2 <laughs> was the Pawn. was probably the Knight. No, no. Oh, uh, was he? AT-ST was the, the Rook, and R2-D2 was the Pawn. Nice. So, um... So, anyways, GOG.com yeah. is a website where you can go and purchase old games that they've basically renewed the licenses to. Uh, they've updated them to be compatible with XP and Vista. Which is really good because sometimes companies like, uh, was it EA released Red Alert 1, the very first one? Mm-hmm. But they didn't update it for compatibility. No, they basically just took the ISOs and put them online, and so they yep. sketchy directions on how to make it work, which I still haven't been able to get my voodoo magic to um, now, align the stars. I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't tested this service yet, so I don't know what XP and Vista compatible really means. Because it could mean that it's just defaulted to run in the Windows 95 mode. That is true. But there's not much wrong with that. No, I mean, if it's set so I just click it and it plays. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Granted. DRM-free is, is great. But here's my one question, though. I was finding this because I was going through all my old games. Are these things going to be widescreen compatible or no? Uh, that's a good question. Because I was playing my Nancy Drew game, 
and it was right. It was just claw my eyes out because it was the the whole what eight hundred by six hundred or something like that window blown mm-hmm. up to my sixteen hundred by ten fifty monitor and then squished because it was full screen. So it got stretched right. and squished and blown up. But like, oh, it was horrible. Now, is these games going to be able to do the same thing or no? I don't know. I haven't man- I haven't tested the service yet. Well, you should find out. Because I'm not going well, to test them. Yeah, because you're not buying any new games for nope. the rest of the year. Nope. Two more months, Andy. Um, I don't know. It's just they've, they've... I think I've been pretty decent. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm i not itching for a... Scratching for a, a hit. Itching for a... Itching for new a addiction. fix. Itching for a fix. There we go. I was trying to think of whatever that saying was. I, I applaud what you've done. I'm not sure I would ever do it. Yeah. But, but. You, you should you should find out and let me know. Because I would love to get the first two Fallout games before I get Fallout 3. Because I would want to know what the heck is going on. They say that you don't need to play the first two. But I want to play the first two. That they're, they're, the storylines are so completely separate. But, 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 so it's also worth noting the price. Yes. Oh my gosh. Normally, if you would go to that CD rack that you always see in Best Buy and Target of like all the, the no-named games. Broken, old. Yeah. That, the one where they're not even boxes, there's just the CD case itself. Normally, they'd be at least $10. Full games, $6. Yep. Some of them are Sometimes. 10 but yep. most of them are only... Some $6. of them are actually two games for $6. <laughs> yeah. Like Castles and Castles 2. Six dollars. No, I just want my Rampart. That Castles keeps on taunting me because I'm like, oh, Rampart, I loved that game. So it's <laughs> the arcade machine. And then they got rid of it at Pinball Pete's. And I was sad. Aww. But then I found uh, Attack from Mars Pinball. And I was happy again. Revenge from Mars? No, no, no. Revenge from no. Mars is the Pinball 2000 version with the TV screen. Uh. Attack from Mars is the original. Ah, okay. Because the Attack from Mars, the Star Trek The Next Generation, and the Indiana Jones game are basically all done at the same time. This like a pretty cool RTS. Which one? It's called Perimeter. Perimeter? Yeah. All right, I'll look at it later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We must not get sidetracked by um, rosy-colored history. All right, so what else do we have? We have a lot. Yes. We're on the topic of games. Why don't we hit that? Yeah, let's hit that. There, there are a lot of games, things on here. There's a lot of games? There's actually one that's not on the list that I saw just as we were starting. What? Nintendo released a, uh, an update for the Wii about a week ago. Oh, that broke all the homebrew stuff? Yep. And then the crack is already out? They cracked it today. <laughs> Oh, the epic fight between DRM and everybody else. Yeah, it's this back and forth thing, and oh man, <laughs> anybody who builds feel... a lock, somebody else is gonna figure out how to pick it. Pick it, especially when you have a bunch of locksmiths trying to pick it. Yeah, granted, you could just like with the uh, the secure stuff, HTTPS, with the website stuff. That mm-hmm. one, you just make the lock so complex that it would be pointless to try and break it. Because you need millions of locksmiths running big computers to try and break that stuff because the code's so long. Well, that's if you're going to brute force it, yeah. Well, that's basically the only way to brute force HTTPS. That's the only way. I think that's the only way to break it, is through brute force. Is by brute force? I think so. Somebody's probably going to correct me on that at some point, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure. I mean, like, brute force is the way that always works given enough time. Yes. But there are oftentimes, not all the time, oftentimes other ways. 
Oh, it's uh, pretty good, except it's got a weakness for man in the middle. So the HTTPS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going through my scrolling of stuff. <laughs> All right. So this this first thing on the list, Andy. Oh, the first thing: the hidden cost of World of Warcraft beyond yes. your. Uh, no, it's not just World of Warcraft. Okay, hidden the hidden cost of MMOs beyond your social life. And your, you know, thirteen dollars a month. Yes, because that's that's a cost that we both know about. This one, especially with um, everybody talking about limiting bandwidth, Comcast, what, Time Warner, or what was the other like? Wasn't it? Like, uh, it Comcast, AOL, Time Warner, and uh, one of the other ones. The, the, yeah. the providers, AT and T, AT and T. Yeah, they're all trying to limit the amount of bandwidth people use. Well, somebody was like, "Well, how much bandwidth does my um, World of Warcraft and stuff use up beyond the um, two gigabyte World of Warcraft patch or the five hundred megabytes download?" Hmm. Um. They've actually basically done the light, and uh, I'm trying to figure out where exactly they listed how much it was. May I? Go right ahead. I think you you misunderstood the article. Oh. Uh, The article is actually talking about the 2-gigabyte patch, or the 500-megabyte smaller patch. Okay. In that the actual gameplay doesn't take much back and forth. Really? Yeah. As they say in the article... Uh, it's just, uh, you're, everything's on your computer. Well, you're right. It's, that would be true. It's the conversation with the server of telling you where it is and where it's going. But that's minor. Oh, okay. For things like World of Warcraft or, uh, you know, Star Wars Galaxies or EverQuest, everything's on your computer. But it's these content patches that are huge that suck up your bandwidth. Okay. Now, other things online, like... Second Life, all the content is out in the cloud, quote-unquote, in the cloud. So as you're browsing around and as you're traveling around, then this is going to be true in things like uh, PlayStation Home or the new Xbox experience where it has to download the model of uh, whoever you see. That's downloading a lot. Okay, so it's basically MMOs like World of Warcraft, everything's on your hard drive where it can access it pretty quickly, and it just says Sprite A going here, Sprite B's over right. there. But then It says this object, which is represented locally by this model, is going in this direction. Okay, so that's what... Um, I remember just watching some uh, World of Warcraft video where some guy had edited uh, a bunch of the local content when for, like, if he's looking for um, a specific type of uh, bad guy... Mm-hmm. In a group of multiple bad guys that look the same but just have slightly different names, mm-hmm. somehow he'd be able to edit the local content or something and be able to switch it over so like the the enemies would appear with all red arrows pointing over their head like hunter marks. So the guy <laughs> could just look over the field and go, okay, there's three of them over there, there's two of them over there, there's one over yep, here. You could, I'll go. You could do that pretty easily. Yeah. Okay, so that now what I understand how that worked. So I was just like, yeah, he just changed the models. Okay. I get ya. But this thing is basically saying... Um, certain- it's saying that when you've, when you've got a bandwidth cap, let's say you have, as he gives in the example, 20 gigabytes a month, then a single patch in WoW for a major patch is about 2 gig. That's a tenth of your monthly allotment. Okay. I get it now. I get it now. 
So you basically, if I came back to World of Warcraft, especially since I have the old discs, mm-hmm. I would have to install the old discs, and then I would have to download the huge patches, basically yep. like the World of Warcraft service pack. I'd have to- yeah, uh, the thing is, even if you haven't updated since the first one, your patch isn't going to be much bigger than someone who hasn't updated in three weeks. Um, a lot of it, a lot of it gets rewritten. Not really, because I remember. Um, oh, the the sandy. Place. They've streamlined the patch process, Andy. No, no, but I'm saying there's there've been certain areas where in your first original disc, there have been zones that have been yes. completely remodeled. Yes. So those you'd have to download the whole new model, the whole new layout, and all the other stuff. Yeah. Compared to before all this happened, like what's the the sandy place that's not Tarnassus? Silithus. Silithus, yes. That was completely redone at the Burning Crusade. Yes, I remember. Actually, just before the Burning Crusade. I remember because I came back there and it was just like my maps all messed up. Because <laughs> I went there and discovered all the stuff in Silithus before reaching sixty, and then it's all the stuff finally appeared there, and I'm just like. I don't know what's going on. My map's all messed up. This place shouldn't be here. Yeah, I I actually hadn't gotten to that area by the time they updated it. Okay, so I... I'm 65 now. Woo? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're still not 70, and then, what, in a couple of weeks you're going to be still farther behind? Well, it depends. Are you Are you going to be leveling up to an 80? No. Then I won't be behind. Oh, you're comparing against me? Oh yeah. Oh well, um, I'm out of the race. You're you're just <laughs> racking up laps now for no apparent reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no. The nice thing is, if I get up to seventy, uh, when Wrath of the Lich King comes out, you know, whenever there's a major uh, content expansion like this, uh, the gear change is so radical that I really wouldn't be that far behind everyone else. That is true. I still remember when greens were the new purples. Well, it's going to happen again. Oh, that is true. And they'll hook this, they'll sink their hooks deeper. Yep. All right, next. Next game? We'll hit all the game ones right off the bat. Sure, what's the next game? The NPD numbers. Oh, oh my God, is it that time of the month already? It's late for those. Uh, Well, they put them out last week, but... um, Okay, I see, yeah. We were gone, and I looked down for looking for topics for this week, and I'm like, wait a second. It's already past the middle of the we month. We missed the number? Yep. Um, so to glaze over the numbers, because I think some people glaze over when I say it's the numbers time. <laughs> um, total, sa- yeah, just, total sales just skip for ahead software, <laughs> hardware, and... Ex- hey, hey now. Go ahead, total sales. 1.27 billion, which is down from last year, but you think last year you had, in September... Of 07, you had Halo 3. GTA 4. No, GTA 4 got delayed, remember? That was early this year, wasn't it? Yeah, Halo 3. And then a bunch of the Wii sales, because Wii was still toasty, right? Uh, The Wii is still toasty. But it's not as toasty as it was. Can you walk into your Best Buy or Circuit City and buy a Wii? I don't know. I haven't walked into a Best Buy or Circuit City in a long time. On any given day? The answer is no. Okay. Um, Wee's are still quite toasty. But, uh, so yeah, it's down 7% from last year, but that year was um, up 75% from the two years ago. So, <laughs> oh darn, you're down from a really high number. 
Yeah. Uh, the Wii was still on top. Just consider it a, a general indication of the global trend of the economy at the moment. Yeah. Um, the Wii was... Top-selling hardware. Yep. Wii was on top with almost 700,000. DS was second, 538. The Xbox 360 was on top of the PlayStation Portable, I'm guessing because of the wonderful price cut mm-hmm. that they announced. Probably something to do with it. Most likely. And overtaking the PlayStation 2... And the PlayStation 3 was the PlayStation Portable. Well, I was going with the PS3 had oh. overtaken the PS2. I, but yeah, but they both got beat by the PSP. Hmm? They both did. The PSP beat the yeah. PS3 and the PS2. Yep. God, stupid PlayStation and their easy way to shorten them. The PSP beat the PS3 and the PS2. And the PSX is nowhere, nowhere to be found. The PSX? Oh, the PS1. Yeah. Well, they're different, but yeah. Yeah. Top seller, Star Wars The Force Unleashed on the 360. I, th- I thought that game wasn't actually that good. I haven't played it. Oh. So I don't know. Well, you're supposed to be my... School. <laughs> okay. Um, school, school, school. No time for new games. School. Uh, we Fit. I don't know where people... Which I still have not been able to buy yet. Yeah. If I find one, I'll let you know. Okay. Rock Band 2. Yay, Rock Band 2. On the 360. Was it the only one that got released? Was the Rock Band 2 on 360? I don't know. I thought it was available on the PS3. Dave, you're, you're just supposed to be the one that's supposed to be in touch. I'm supposed to be the one out of touch. <laughs> it's the blind leading the blind. Rock Band 2. PlayStation 3 release date, October 19th, 2008. Yeah. Okay, there we go. So, no, it would not be on last month's NPD numbers. No. So it was just the 360, then the PS3, then the PS2, and then the Wii version. Mm-hmm. Rock? Mario Kart Wii oh. is number four. Number five, the first PlayStation 3 game on the list. Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Oh. Which combined sold almost one million copies. Yeah, but that was combined. Yeah. Um, we got Mercenaries 2, Wii Play. Again. Still in the top ten. That it's actually, moving down. Actually, I did see that um, for sale at Myers. Oh, we play? Yes. Yeah, well, it's moving down. But it's still on there. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's still on there. Madden FNFL 09 was number eight. Number nine, Star Wars again for the Wii. Oh, so it combined, it did sell over one million. Yeah. And then... You just have to include the Wii. <laughs> number 10 was Madden NFL 09 at 158,000. Now, NPD doesn't put the PC sales on the same chart. I don't know why. But uh, the NPC NPD number was pointing out that uh, Spore sold 406,000. Okay, so it plays it at number three. Yeah. And uh, Warhammer Online sold 274,000. So that would be... I would place it number at seven. seven. Yeah. Eight if Spore is on the list already. Yeah. So there are PC games still selling. Still selling very, very well. Yeah. Predictions for next month? You got any? Um, I got one. Uh, Guitar Hero World Tour. Um, okay. When does Fallout 3 come out? Uh, soon, Gears like of, this week. Gears of War 2, is that this week or is that next week? I think that's next month. Oh. All right, so that's not on there. Um, what? Else? Uh, Fable 2. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that little game. <laughs> that fable. December, I think I know it's going to top the PC chart. What comes out? For November's numbers. What comes out in November? On the, oh, Fallout 3. Uh, no. I guess again. 
Oh, does it come out the same time on the PC as it does on? You're thinking the wrong thing. I don't. I don't know. Wrath of the Lich King. Oh God, yeah. Forgot November eighteenth, eleventh, something like thirteenth. I think thirteenth. Yeah. One of the one of those days that I'm going to make sure to stay away from EB Games. Why would you stay away? Go. Fourteenth. Oh. Uh, no, that's Australia. In stores, November thirteenth, two thousand eight. Oh. Why? Why would I? Why would I go? It would make no sense to go. You went to the Burning Crusade and didn't buy it. That is true. That's because I was hanging out with you people. Yeah. So, come hang out with us, Andy. Um, that would involve a multi-hour drive. Yeah, I know. So, no. No. You could get your guitar back. Yes, my guitar. And my... Which got use. It did? Oh my god. It did. We got use out of your guitar. What other games of mine do you guys have over there? Uh, I have your Need for Speed. Alright. At least I think it's your Need for Speed. Uh, no. No, it isn't. No. Whose Need for Speed do I have? I don't know. It's not mine, because I never got the Need for Speed game. I have your Guitar Heroes 2 and 3. Yes. Somebody has my Assassin's Creed. I have it. Okay. <laughs> I think that's it. Just those two. Because I don't think I gave you my Rock Band, because you've got your own. Right. Dave, this is why you need to get your list up and running. I know. School is taking priority. Mm. Let me finish that. And then I'll work on Lentu. Okay. I'll give you that. So I think... You know, you could learn in your copious free time how to program. Right, but that means I would want to learn how to program, which I don't. You could get Lentu up and running. I don't want to learn how to program. (laughs) I tried doing that. It was horrible. You had a bad teacher. The first teacher was bad. The second teacher was better, but it was still painful. Yes. All right. Done with NPD numbers. Done with video games, it looks like. That's it. So much for having a bunch for video games. I'm sorry. If you would like to put more games on the list, you you could put more things on the list. No, I'm good. (laughs) Twitter. 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 I just Twittered before recording. I should probably Twitter that we are recording. (laughs) Am I on top of you with the Twitters? Where is Dave? Maybe. It's hard to find Dave on my following list. Actually- I'm not. I'm not twittering on El Fanda. No, I twittered on Ari Podcast. Oh, there we go. Look at you. How many times you have? Forty updates. I'm at ninety. Are you still doing them in haiku form? Of course. I've only missed once, and that was because I was trying to actually stop Twitter's going to my phone. I was oh right yeah, near the, uh, with Major Nelson. Yeah, and then I got a bunch of Twitter from people. Hey, you're saying it wrong, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> So I had to log on to the computer and delete that from my history. Because I don't want that messing up. But yeah, it looks like all of them are still... All of them, yep. Going back, more, 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 yep. Still going, still in haiku. Okay. Mm, Back to work. Mistake haiku. (laughs) Back to work. Sorry. So what's going on with Twitter? Uh, Twitter was under... The Army, the U.S. Army, okay. did some research about Twitter. And they, well, they, well for, uh, are we going to work off the assumption people know what Twitter is? If you don't know what Twitter is, go look it up. 
and get a Twitter and follow RA Podcast. Who's probably following us, right? Or no? Uh, no, RA Podcast isn't following anyone. <gasps> For shame. Don't expect it to follow you, but follow it. For shame. We'll follow you. Andy and I will follow you. Yeah. So it, it's, they looked at the potential use of Twitter by terrorists and said, this tool is an amazing tool for terrorists. And here are many different scenarios where they could use it. All Twitter is is basically, though, just like a text message. Yeah, it's just a, a way to mass communicate, yeah. which is what you want as a terrorist. But it's, it's like... It's not Twitter specifically. No, it's just the idea of, hey, a quick... It's the idea, and, you know, almost any tool can be used for a nefarious purpose. Yeah. I do like how their um they their two their two uh, examples of this was the uh, the the LA quake in July and um, activists at the RNC convention in Minneapolis for tweeting about where the police were going to. Ooh. So the first one was kind of funny. It's just people would people were tweeting, "Hey, did you feel the earthquake?" Before the news could get to it, because the news people are all going, "Hey, did you feel the earthquake?" And yeah. then they have to confirm before they go on the news and go, "Hey, there was an earthquake." So it's not really woo. It's just slightly faster than the, the news, but yeah, it's it's a good way to disseminate information. Disseminate is that the right word? I would say more of along the lines of a broadcast of information, but yeah, one point to many broadcast. <laughs> I also love the um, Twitter has been a social activism tool for socialists, human rights groups, com- uh, communists, vegetarians, anarchists, religious communities, atheists, political enthusiasts. Hacktivists and others. Hack. What is a hacktivist? Uh, I guess it's a politically motivated computer hacker. I just like how vegetarians are in between communists and anarchists. That is rather amusing. I actually missed that. It's the axis of evil. Those communists, those vegetarians, and those anarchists. Anarchists. That's... Wow. <laughs> That's a way to word that just perfectly. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to keep twittering. I'm sorry. I just can't say tweeting. It's just horrible. You can say no. it. Say no. it. You tweet. No, I Twitter. It can be okay. a noun and an ad, uh, a verb, right? There are other nouns that are also verbs, right? Uh, to Google something? Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, there you go. Twitter shall be my Google sort of thing. Okay. All right, what's next? What is next? Well, you tell me. Well, I don't have the list up. Well, why not? Because I'm trying to keep my Firefox used to a minimum. All right, what the hell is white space, Andy? This, this is communication stuff. Okay, this is TV. I see the word FCC and TV, and I know it's you then. Yeah. Um, the white space was basically put in place when radio was at its infancy. Back, we're talking like the 20s and stuff, back when Westinghouse and stuff was all up in the biz. Um, white space is the space between radio stations. Like, if you look at your radio dial, you see, you can tune into, uh, let's see, WEMU was 89.1. Um, the one before that would be 88.7, or eight, no, like 88.9. 88.9, which is uh, 89X. Um, there you see there's no actual 89.0. It's the space that's in between the two radio stations. It's more specific than that, but it's the general idea is 
they want a okay. buffer between there so stations don't basically bleed over to other radio stations. You, you can happen sometimes, especially if you have a weak signal and you have a stronger one, it will kind of bleed over a little bit, so you'll get a little bit of that fuzziness. Um, but the basic idea is the white space is in there as to protect the quality of the signal. Well, um, some people, including Google, are saying, hey, we've got enough technology going around, and we're good enough with keeping our signal where it's supposed to be, that why don't we use basically this wasted space? So um, people are like, oh, we've got space here that we're not using. We should use it for something. Like they were saying, like wireless microphones, sort of like a WiMAX, maybe something. They don't really know yet, but they're trying out to see Basically, they want to broadcast some signal in between the other signals in order to use as much of the electromagnetic spectrum as possible. Okay. And the problem with this? Um, the problem, like I said before, in the olden days where people weren't worried about their other stations, they were just broadcasting with as much power as they wanted on whatever frequency they wanted. And you were getting a lot of overlap, a lot of bleeding, a lot of interference. What are you two doing Nothing. Right. People are talking about me behind my back. Anyway, for those of you who are not... Evidently, uh, when, when Andy is explaining things to you guys, he's looking slightly to the left as if he's talking to a bookshelf. <laughs> I enjoy having a spy in Andy's apartment. Now you know why I don't use the camera anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on, though. White space. Um, space between radio stations. Yeah. People are upset. Yes. Well, the broadcasters are like... Well, hey, if we're getting all this stuff broadcasting in between each channel there, we might get interference in each channel. Would you stop typing? <laughs> she's not typing to me. No, she's typing to you. She's just not, hasn't hit enter yet. Ah. Okay, so there's, there, you'd be broadcasting something in between other broadcasts, so you might get interference. Like the link we have on there, there's a little, basically, uh, ad taken out by the broadcasters saying, White, fa- white space would completely screw up your signal, make it look all choppy, make it look all funky. And everybody else is saying, oh, there's, there's no problem with it whatsoever. So the broadcasters are saying, oh, if we let this stuff go on there, we're going to lose all of over-the-air broadcasts. So basically NBC, ABC, Fox, the CW... CNN. No, no, CNN's over... No, not CNN. Uh, cable CBS. Yeah, CBS, Fox. Oh, basically the big boys who are doing all the over-the-air broadcasts are going to have to move their broadcasts onto, like, cable or satellite or the Internet, that sort of stuff. Would that, would that necessarily be a bad thing? <laughs> Do we really need over-the-air broadcasts still? Um, well, we're going to find out how, many, how much of America still does over-the-air broadcasts, especially with the digital transition coming up. God, how can we right. not get away from that topic? <laughs> it will haunt you forever. No, it will haunt me until February, and then I'll laugh. Also, with this time. with this transition to digital, yeah, like you need to have the the white space would be empty with the digital, yeah. Which is why these people are saying, if it's just space there that nobody's using, let's do yeah, something for it. But the broadcasters are saying this is going to cause major interference. We're going to have to come off off basically off think, the air. I think the broadcasters are being a little paranoid. Well, they also claimed it as uh, the. White space backers, the people who are all about using the white space, are engaged in nothing less than the euthanasia and a movement to totally eliminate television broadcasting. <laughs> it's an interesting way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's getting a little vicious of a fight going on. They're scared. Yeah. Well, I think they're very, very scared. Well, also, it's like the uh, P1 
people who've been backing this. Like Google was, uh, I forgot, one of the Google guys said that the FCC, when they're doing a test of this white space broadcasting, said they're, uh, they set up the test so it was doomed to fail. And mm. so they're, they're like, we need to see independent studies of how this stuff should work. But um, they kind of need to hurry up, especially since the vote on this is on um, November 4th. And the vote would be by the FCC? Yeah. Now, it's it's worth pointing out, I, I feel it's worth pointing out, when we talk about things like this, like broadcast and the FCC and the spectrum, it's only for the U.S. Yes. We do have actually some out-of-country listeners who I, I kind of apologize to when we start talking about stuff like this. But this is the tech that is relevant to us. Well, it's also relevant to the rest of the world. Like, Sweden's already completely switched over to digital television. How was their switch? Um, actually, quite smooth. Okay. They, they Why were, don't we have whoever did their switch working for us? Because the Commerce Department was talking with the FCC, which was talking with the... Um, God, who's in charge of the FCC? Was the Commerce in charge of the FCC? But it's... It was a bureaucratic, yeah, bureaucratic nightmare. Well, there's not really a Department of Communications. Okay. I think the Department of the Treasury is also in charge of basically like it's, the Internet. It's whoever uh, McCain is working on. It's, it's a big, McCain's on the one of them, on a committee that oversees the FCC. Yeah. It's just a giant bureaucratic nightmare is <laughs> what our problem was. So what's also really crappy is the FCC chairman is nobody we vote for. Right. It's basically was put in their place. He's a he's a nominated yeah. by the president. Yeah. One of the most powerful men in the world. The FCC, not the president. Yeah. I guess not in the world, in the country. So it's it's like wait, why? Uh, yeah, there's so many different bureaus and stuff. It's just a big bureaucratic nightmare over here, which is a problem. But it's. Yeah. The, this digital television transmission changeover is basically going worldwide now. There's, I remember Wikipedia's actually got a pretty good article about the changeover in multiple places. And they actually describe with each country what the changeover is. It's a big, huge article. I'll have to find it later. <laughs> but sure, yeah. you can say this is a U.S. problem, but then it also has other countries looking well, at us to see how we do it. So if they're still yeah. in the process of changing over, what are they going to do? Right. So, it actually might actually be getting closer to an international standard for television broadcasting, though, which would be good. Because normally it would be different regions, like you had PAL for uh, British broadcasting, and you had the... Uh, NTSC. Yeah, for over here. But now we're basically all I turning into... I remember learning about those. Uh, everything's basically trying to go to 1080p, so it's P for everybody. <laughs> All right, that's that's enough talking about broadcasting stuff. All right. So what's next then? Let's go to the. What else do we have? Let's go to the internet. The internet, the series of tubes. Yes. Awesome. Who said that? Um, Ted Stevens said that. Ted Ted Stevens called it the series. It's not a big truck. It's a series of yes, tubes. It's not a dump truck. It's a series of tubes. Ted Stevens was in the news today. Yes, he was. Because he, he was in the news earlier about his whole basically accepting <laughs> bribes or. Corruption or whatever it was. Seven mm-hmm. different counts were put up to a jury. And the jury found him guilty on all charges. Woo-hoo. Seven counts of making false statements for allegedly lying to the U.S. Senate financial disclosure forms for the past seven years. So we're going to see what has to happen here. Um, 
basically... Is he going to be imprisoned? Is he going to be kicked off the Senate? Um, He's up for election this year. Yeah. So we're going to have to... Like in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's up for election when everybody else is up for election, so um, we'll see how this guilty verdict plays out with Affects that. that. Yeah. Basically, all the Republican people said if he's innocent, most likely he's going to win his seat back. If he's guilty, that's the end of it. Yeah. So. I'm going to guess that's the end of it. Most likely. So that's... Uh, mm, he's going to live in infamy, though, for that speech. Which is kind of a shame, because if it, if he had delivered the speech better, if he had had more time to prepare it, yeah. it would have been a great speech. Because oh, yeah. anyone who understands the internet knows what he was trying to say. Yeah, but the only problem is um, not many people understand the internet. Right. Especially people in the UK. In the UK? Yes. What don't they understand about the internet in the UK, Andy? Um, well, one of the studies coming out of the UK said that 86% of broadband users over there still don't understand usage limits, like broadband caps. And um, hmm. nearly 1 million have reached or exceeded their ISP's limit in the last year alone. How many people? Over a million in one year in the UK. What's the limit that they've got set over there? Uh, well, it depends on the ISP. Average. I don't know off the top of my head. I don't. I'd have to find the actual study. Well, is is it like Comcast two hundred fifty gig, or is it a, a smaller twenty gig, or is it? Uh, oh, it's do they not say? No, they don't. And they link to just the main page of the studies company. Ah, uh, see, I mean, like I could totally believe that if it were like a twenty gig limit. But still, if you know that you have a limit, shouldn't you un- like know? That you have a limit when people don't? Yeah. And people don't know that they have have already exceeded it? Um, especially with uh, 6.2 million people believing they have an unlimited service, but um, they actually do. You mean don't? Well, yeah, they, they believe they have an unlimited service, but they actually have limited service. Right. So. They don't have unlimited. Yeah. Which is a problem because over half the providers are prepared to basically disconnect those who go over the limit. You know, it would be kind of funny, really sad, and never going to happen. When Comcast really fully implements this 250 limit, and some hacker just, uh, they, they start up a virus that just starts transmitting data, so every Comcast customer goes over the limit. Oh, that'd be vicious. I wonder what would happen. Because Comcast isn't going to kick off every user they have. Yeah, that is true. That'd be very hard to do. It's like the the situation I think of in classes, right? Yeah. How many teachers are actually going to fail the entire class? Uh, most people who fail the entire class then grade the test or something on a curve. Right. Or basically, but not really. A no curve, one, but no one actually fails one hundred percent of the class, no, right? I don't. I would never see a teacher fail one hundred percent of the class. Even like the schools, like the medical colleges and stuff like that, where they're just like, only two percent of you are going to complete this. They're not going to say right. every one of you is not going to complete this course. That's just stupid. So what do you what 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 should you do as a teacher if the students actually organize and just don't do the work? <sighs> Well, okay, this is actually kind of funny because um, in ninth or 10th grade, English class, 
had it with a tiny lady. I don't remember her name. She was old. She looked. I think it was. was Which it grade? Tenth grade, I think. English with like Taylor or somebody. She was a little tiny old lady. Yeah, I think we had a Mrs. Taylor. She was like Mrs. Tripp, but okay. tinier. Okay. Which, if you know Mrs. Tripp, that's tiny. It's saying something. Yeah. Um, but she said, okay, everybody, um, if 75% of the class gets the question wrong, I'm just going to throw the question out. But if you got the question right, well, yeah, she said that. She, I'm just going to throw the question out if 75% of the class gets it wrong because that means I screwed up as a teacher. Yeah, so what does she do if, like, the entire class just gets the cl- purposely gets the question wrong? Um, well, some people tried to do that in our class. They tried to beat the system, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I'll be all for you, and then instead of purposely getting the answer wrong, I put the right answer down, and it seems a couple of us in the class started doing that, which... Um, Bradley effect. Yeah. So we're like, sure, no problem, we'll, 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 fail the tas- we'll fail the test with you, sure, no, no problem, and then we start putting down the right answers. Right. But that's because you didn't have faith in them, and you were not playing the game properly. No, because... Um, if you still got the question right, she would still throw it out for all the people who got it wrong. But if you got it right, you basically got a bonus point. Mm. So the other people who tried to fail it on purpose, a couple of us were like, okay, sure, and then we just got bonus points. Right, right. Left the other people in the dust. Well, it's an interesting study. It was just a hypothetical I was bringing up to, to compare to the cable companies. The cable companies, I guess, would um, basically send letters to everybody, try and get as much money as they can, and if people complain, then people complain, but Comcast, remember, they were the ones who had people holding seats in that town hall meeting for mm-hmm. Comcast employees, quote-unquote? Right. Basically, people they hired off the street. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we better All right. hurry up. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, crap, Heroes is starting, too. Yeah, I Damn know. it. Which the TiVo is recording. All right, so we should get right. through the rest of these pretty quickly. The iPhone 3G. If no one, iPhone, uh, they cracked, cracked. They got into the the baseband processor of the iPhone. So this is the, the 3G the iPhone dev team. Yep. So this is the big step to unlocking the iPhone. Okay. So they they unlock now they've ac- they unlock yeah, the old they have iPhone. access to the root of the iPhone now. Okay. What a surprise. Apple tried locking the iPhone, and they're just like, okay. Yeah, take them. It actually took them a, a while to get to this one. Yeah, but they still... Not like this Nintendo thing where they crack it in a week. Yeah, but they still cracked it. Yeah. Well, they're cracking it. Yeah, they haven't actually got the official unlock. The jailbreak program isn't out there yet, but they're they're close. Right. Well, that's good to hear. Granted, I don't have an iPhone, and I've still got T-Mobile. Speaking of T-Mobile... Mm-hmm. Google, Android, T-Mobile phone. Yes. Uh, Sprint has said that they will not put out a phone with Android on it yet. Ooh, burn. Emphasizing the yet. Yeah, it's still a burn, though. They're like, oh, Google, you made this new operating system. Great. Uh, we don't want it yet. Well, uh, the chief executive has promised that at quote-unquote, at some time in the future, they will have an Android phone. Well, that's still kind of a... Just not not yet. It's not good enough yet. We need to let it simmer for a bit. Yeah. We need to let it. Which there there are positives and negatives too. Yeah. Since it's it's all community based and like all the applications are supposed to come from the community, this will let the applications grow and develop. 
On the other hand, they're going to fall behind. Yeah. Sprint is going to fall behind in support for Android. But you know what Sprint is supporting, though? What is Sprint supporting? Um, they're supporting Coxins. Ooh. Okay. Cox Communications is a cable company. Yes, Cox Cable. Wonderful. Lots of C's. Um, they announced on uh, today, on Monday, that they are planning to set up their own cellular network and have it running by next year. So we're basically talking, um, they have, because the, the Spectrum licenses went up for sale. Yeah. So they have the licenses covering Atlanta, New Orleans, San Diego, Omaha, Nebraska, and Las Vegas, as well as much of Kansas and southern New Mexico. Hmm. So they're going to start up their own cellular company, and uh, Sprint's going to basically cover them outside of those areas. Sweet. Is it going to be cheaper for people if they're not roaming? I, I don't know. They just announced this today, so there's not many um, official hard numbers. All right. So pricing's not out yeah, yet. Yeah, so you could actually be buying a Cox phone to be used on the Cox system. So basically they're going after Verizon and AT&T Singular. Good luck with that. How big is Cox? Oh. Wait, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I know. They're just a horrible name. I don't remember how big they are. I think they're smaller than Comcast, um, but they're not. But basically, Comcast is the largest, so they're smaller than that. I don't remember exactly how large they are. All right. But they're still one of the cable companies. The big ones. Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, shall we hit the random topic? Skip the rest of this. What's the rest of it? The oh, Boondock Saints Two is coming out. The director's got a whole bunch of videos online. Check them out. Mm. A bunch of the, they even have like ones where people ask um, fan fiction sort of stuff. <laughs> and I think that's all, right. all of the list. Uh, no, there's a, a gamer study and oh. a guy who's inventing a lot. Yeah, yeah. But we we don't have time. Okay. Most difficult game you have ever played. Somebody wants to get to Heroes. Don't you? Uh, I'm going to miss the first ten minutes no matter what. Right. So, um, Most difficult game you've ever played. Oh, God. Well, I still haven't beaten Not Prawn, but that's because I haven't touched it in a while. And they keep on adding... Not Prawn. I, I, I guess I could count that as a game. Well, basically, the point of the Not Prawn is to get to the last level. Mm. And they keep on adding more levels. Like, I thought, I go, okay, I got to the end. Nope, there are negative levels. <laughs> and then they go into the Greek alphabet. And those are levels that people haven't figured out at all yet. So, Some people are just jackasses. <laughs> Some people just like making puzzles. But, more I mean, more if, you, if you're going to say that, like, the difficulty of the game is how much work it takes to get to, quote-unquote, the end, then WoW is certainly harder than not prawn. Yeah, but is that the most difficult game you've ever played? No. No. Um, no. Mist was difficult when it first came out. Mist was a pain in the ass. I was really too young to really understand it. Yeah, that's what I helped when I had Carrie around. Yeah, Mist came out in 94, 95. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like 9 or 10. I remember we got a CD-ROM drive, and we're like, okay, what do we do with it? Oh, look, we got <laughs> Mist. Sweet. Let's play it. Woo! God, I remember our CD-ROM drive. You could just hear that thing start up like a jet airplane. When it goes mm-hmm. to read anything off the disc, it'd be sitting there and just like... Oh, man. The, uh, at the Michigan-Michigan State game, they did a flyover with four F-15s. Oh, my. That would have been loud. Oh, they were beautiful. They were also, like, probably 120 feet above my head. Oh, my goodness. 
because I was at the top of the stadium when they flew over. <sighs> oh God, it was loud. <laughs> and you just basically but it was so it just, cool. Oh, um, missed sequels were a pain in the butt. Missed four, two and three, and four and four five. Was, Riven. Four was the biggest pain in the butt ever. Oh. I've never played them after missed one. Um, I have all of them. If you want to borrow them at some point. No time for new games. <laughs> Especially once. What little time I have coming, I've allotted for Red Alert 3, which comes out tomorrow. Okay. Um, the last levels of Guitar Hero are always a big pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'd consider the hardest game I've ever played. <sighs> hardest. Or like the original Mega Man's were always a pain in the ass. The original Super Mario was a pain in the butt because you couldn't continue. Yeah, it was. Well, you, in fact, the original Mario I, I've never beaten. I finally beat it with all the warped levels and watching a lot of the speed runs. Yeah. Going, okay, I know what to do here, here, and here. You just got to be uh, on top the of The original all. Metroid was was not that easy. <sighs> Expert mode on Minesweeper. That's a pain in the butt for me. <laughs> I've beaten it like four times. Yeah. That's it. Do you use the trick with the uh, left and right clicking? Left and right clicking, what? If you have a number, yeah. and you've satisfied the number, you have exactly the number of mines marked around it. Yeah. Left and right click on the number. Left and right click on the number, and it will... And it, it will take the eight squares around the number, and simultaneously click all of them. Oh, dude. That's crazy. That be, so, is that cheating, though, or is that... No, well, some people consider it cheating. Some people say, well, you've marked all the mines. You're going to go and click all eight of them anyways, except for the ones that are marked. So who cares? And it will only work if you've already marked them all off. Like, if I accidentally double-click one that I haven't marked anything with, would that... Yeah, if you have, like, a three and you've only marked two... It won't do anything? won't do anything. Okay. But if you have a three and you've marked four, I think it will click it. Oh, but you've marked four. In which case, you're dead. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it won't. <laughs> She'll try this at some point. Yeah. Oh, God. What else has been really difficult? Any PC games that were really difficult? A lot of them. Trying to beat... The old flight simulators. Beating you at StarCraft was a pain in the butt. Especially with Brian and the big multiplayer games back in middle school. I sucked at it. <laughs> that, was just, that was just asking for punishment. I saw someone playing StarCraft just last week in the fishbowl. <laughs> Against someone else in the fishbowl. Oh my. <sighs> StarCraft was good. It wasn't that hard. It was good, though. Well, playing against people who played it a lot, that was yeah. difficult. Well, a Andy, you look at, like, a tournament. Yeah. Those people are insane. Oh, yeah. I do have to say, though, a couple when we, hundred actions per minute. When we were um, doing the head-to-head, -head, I watched some of the... Um, I watched some of the tournament videos. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened to the head-to-head? -head? Um, it was still your turn to pick something. We need to go back and get that list back. Yes. Remember it was like... And look at who's won what. Yeah, yeah we should. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember where it, we... I remember one of the episodes said, like, head-to-head -head returns or something. So we could just listen to yeah, that Yeah, and then it left again. <laughs> well, I remember that. I think that we were... Well, we had chess, we had Scrabble, we had StarCraft, and I think it was your turn to pick another one. I had, I, I know one of the choices, I think it was the one I was going to do, is bowling. Okay. And I know that you're going to kick my ass at it. Maybe. It, 
I always suck no, the first game. No, you will kick my ass at it. <laughs> I, I always suck at the first game. I'm horrible at the first game. Well, the first game is actually usually my best. Well, there you go. So then, we And can... I usually will be lucky to break three digits. I, I haven't been consistent in breaking 100. <laughs> so... <laughs> so I could get lucky. Yes, you you could. I remember when I was playing Mo in bowling down in Cleveland. Mo kicked my ass because I had a horrible game. And Mo was just, I don't know what he was doing. Well, we'll have to work something. It's a little harder now with you out there. Oh, yeah, but there is also Thanksgiving and Christmas yep. where I know I'm going to be back on that side of the state. Uh, Christmas, I will be up north. You'll be up north on Christmas? I will be up north on Christmas. Which is why I can't take you and Kate out to Chinese food and a movie. Well, I've got my family's Christmas going on, so All right. I wouldn't be able to go anyway. I'd be getting phone no, calls. No, I will be like, up in Lake City, Michigan. That's up by Traverse City, isn't it, or no? Uh, Cadillac. Okay, so you're right over by US 55. Yeah, I'm about 20 minutes out of Cadillac. M55, okay. M55, I think. Yes, because M55 goes from Cadillac to Manistee. It's a straight east-west shot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I've driven that but many I'm east times. Of Cadillac. Oh, you're east of Cadillac. Okay, so I I've been near, I've been into Cadillac, but then I go straight west, right out of Cadillac. Right. Nice little place. Yeah. There's a good bar there. I'll probably spend a lot of time there. <laughs> I was thinking about bringing my. I'm going out there for like a week. I was thinking of taking my desktop with me. What? You can't do that. Why not? Why would you bring that up there? Because there's nothing else to do. You've got a laptop. Oh, you don't have a laptop, do you? Well, I hopefully will by that time. <laughs> oh. All right. You and laptops. I still haven't decided on a hardest game. Shit. Yeah, you need to figure something out. I'm saying my puzzle games know. are always just the most difficult Your things puzzle ever. Puzzle games are always hard. I don't know. Puzzle games, after a while, they'll get pretty easy. I mean, most puzzle games. Not Myst or uh, not Prawn, things like yeah, that. those are... Those don't get easier because there's no pattern recognition yeah. in them. Like, I'm playing Tetris most on, puzzle the DS, games. Or on the on the DS, on the, the Game Boy Pocket. That's getting, I'm actually most? trying to do more difficult stuff because I can only start on level 9. Yeah. So Most puzzle games get easier over time because it's pattern recognition. Yeah. And once you get the patterns down, you're fine. Look at a Rubik's Cube. Oh, yeah, good point. Once you know the patterns in a Rubik's Cube... Yeah, you don't need to worry about it. Four minutes in a pot of... Not even ask me questions and I can still solve it. Right. Hmm. So, I don't know. I think the hardest game... Oh, damn it. I can't cheat on that one. Why? I was going to say, what's the most difficult game you've ever played? So I was going to say, what uh, the most difficult game hasn't come out yet. Oh. But that we, that we have played. Ooh, where in the USA is Carmen San Diego? That was an old one that I still hadn't found Carmen San Diego with. <laughs> It, well, it got to the point where I had to basically get in, like, I, I had to get all the places where she was going to next right, mm -hmm. and then be lucky to get enough of the information to get the warrant by the time right. she showed up. Oh, I, I figured it out, Andy. What? And people are going to hate me. All right. The game, which I just lost. Oh, you bastard. Good night. <laughs>